Yeah, so um, not far from where I live, there's a Target and we, we drive by it, me and my wife. And there's this kid there who's been there for at least like the last month or so, and he sells rap videos. We always see this guy there, he's probably like 16 or something, selling these rap, uh, selling these rap CDs. And so uh, um, a couple weeks ago, I saw him and we were just going in again. And then uh, it just it just hit me. It was like the universe was telling me and I told my wife, I'm gonna make a rap video. And she looked at me and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, no, I'm gonna make a rap video. And, and then I just told her, I'm like, it would be, imagine if we could make a rap video for the Bug Squasher. And what our objective is, let's have a ton of fun Let's put something out there and let's increase brand awareness. You know, let's not go the traditional route of here are these, here's how this thing works. We do have those videos on YouTube, but this is like just straight up. We, we talked to around 30 rappers, hired one, worked with them on the lyrics and the song. And then we made a video, put it up on YouTube. It's, it's been up for now about a week and a half and has like over 10,000 views. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast where we help you take your WordPress consulting business to the next level. My feature guest this week is Kirk Dace from The Bug Squasher. Kirk runs a digital marketing agency and was collaborating on a project with an elderly client who had some feedback on something that wasn't quite right on her website and ended up sending Kirk a very long detailed email. Uh, and at that point, he was so frustrated, he decided to build something super simple to allow his clients to give him visual feedback on their website directly in the browser. Uh, there are some other tools in this space that are around, and we talk about why Kirk thinks there's room for the bug squasher and how they are different. We also talk about some of the unconventional marketing tactics they're using to try and grow the business and increase brand awareness, including making a rap video. It's a fun episode. Kirk's a great guy. I hope you can stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey folks, Troy Dean here, and I'm very pleased to have with me on the show this week, Kirk Dace from The Bug Squasher. Hey Kirk, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Troy? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us on the show here. Um, now for those that don't know, who are you? Where do you live in the world? And where are you from? And what are you doing here? Yeah, I am Kirk Dace. I'm from, uh, I'm living in California. I own two companies, Trios 51, it's a digital marketing agency. And then our baby beast, the bug squasher, which is the reason why you and I are connecting right now. Awesome. Uh, how long have you been doing the digital marketing agency thing? Whew, it's fuzzy. I, I used to work a nine to five job. Uh, I used to work in marketing agencies, insurance company, ghostwriting, 
And then um, towards the end of the nine to five life, I was like, I think I can do this on my own. And so I'd say it's, uh, it's been less than two years that we've been working with clients, working with clients primarily around the U.S. We do have a couple of clients in Dubai, but it's mostly the U.S. Wow. How was the transition from working a nine to five to going out on your own? Was that scary? Oh, it is a thousand percent scary and humbling at the same time. Yeah. So I, uh, I, have, I went to film school, so I have all these film friends. Uh-huh. And uh, working the nine to five job, I met all these marketing guys who are just really talented people. And I thought, like, I wish I could merge these two together. And that's how Trios 51 started happening, where it was like, let's create a creative hub for everybody. And then I was like, you know, we have the talent, we got the creative talent, we got the marketing guys, let's just go do it. And then reality just slapped me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute, like, where do we get, uh, I mean, you know that old saying, like, how do you know what you don't know? Yeah. Uh, So there was a lot of that where it's like, wait, where do we get the clients from? Like, obvious stuff like that. How do we take care of billing? How do we... How do we take care of like payroll things? A lot of those things where you don't really deal with that when you're in the nine to five world, that's taken care of for you. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely a humbling experience. Also the positive side is uh, everything you do, you do it for your team. You do it for you, you do it for your family. So when you get that email from a customer, it's not just like another work email. It's like, Hey, I don't care if it's Saturday or Monday, you have my full attention. How can we make this thing work? How can we make everybody happy? And yeah. for some nine to five gigs, I didn't really feel like that. It was yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm out. It's, it's five o'clock. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, um, how did you, in those early days, um, and maybe even still now, like how do you manage the work-life kind of integration or work-life balance as some people call it? Um, we have set hours. Well, my team has set hours where I promise them I won't bug them after hours mm-hmm. unless it's like fun stuff. And mm-hmm. I do bug them with fun stuff. We're all friends. And I try to stick to those hours. I don't. I'm always checking my phone like at two in the morning. I'm doing stuff three. I'm a night owl. So this is how I am. Uh Um, I try to like when I'm with my wife or with my family, friends, I try to just be with them and just focus on what's going on there. Yeah. So it's a a huge discipline. I think owning a business, you really have to be passionate about and really have to want to do it. And you also have to be careful to not be burned out. So that's I've been pretty close to that where I'm just like working, working, working. And it's just like. Why does everything suck? It's like, you're tired. Go rest. <laughs> oh, dude, I hear you loud and clear, man. Yeah. Loud and clear. Um, I, I, you know, I was listening to a podcast recently with Tony Robbins and he was talking about work-life integration versus work-life balance, which is something that I'm kind of pursuing on my own little journey because I've kind of always felt like work-life balance is for people who, who don't like their work and so then they want to balance that out with their life whereas for me since i found what i love doing and since i landed in this kind of role sort of five or six years ago um i love what i do so much that i'm trying to integrate my work into my life so for example i'm i'm you know traveling but also running mastermind events while we travel uh so that's a uh, i get to kind of see the world and also get to hang out with my my tribe and uh, get to generate some value and, you know, generate some business along the way. And so I've kind of struggled with this and Tony Robbins talks about it a lot. He, t- he says, you know, if, if you're doing your life's work, then there is no such thing as work-life balance. It's work-life integration because your, your work is your life and your life is your work. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I said what you just said or what Tony said. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, we, yeah. we all wish yeah. we could say what Tony says, you know, we wish we could say what Tony said. Yeah. Exactly. That's why he's on the big bucks. All right. So, um, <laughs> So let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about the bug squasher. How did this come about? I mean, for me, it seems like a pretty obvious kind of step that you guys were trying to scratch your own itch here. Yeah. 
I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> it actually came out of heartache. Uh, wow. we, had a, we had a client and she was this older lady in her 70s and we were making a website from her and she didn't really understand much about how to use a computer except turn it on. And so on one day she sent me this email. It was no joke, it was like 10,000 words, single space. And the problem was all the way in the middle of the email. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And, and what made it worse was like, I forget what the issue was. It was um, some kind of like something on the copy or something on the page. But the problem was she didn't say what page it was and it wasn't a small website. So I had to say, hey, what page are you looking at? It was nowhere in there in the email, nowhere to, like to, to figure it out. And uh, she just lost it. She was like, how do you, how do you not know this? You know, how can, how, why do I have to tell you these things? And it only led to more questions like, are you on your phone, your iPad? Are you on you know, Chrome, Firefox? Of course, she was on Internet Explorer. So, <laughs> so it was just all these questions. And it was, it was really, really painful. And like, I felt terrible. My guys, like, afterwards, we had like a laugh about it. Um, but she was, she was upset. And so that's when it happened where it just, it just hit me. And I was like, I wish there was a way we could talk to clients and be able to get all this information without them giving us all this information. I wish we could just make it so much easier. You know, mm -hmm. like right now, everybody, when you, when you work with a website, they send you an email, Skype messages, tech messages, you know, it's just not efficient. Emails get lost. Um, I don't answer any text messages about work stuff. So everybody knows like, don't text me about that. So it's just not the best way to work. Hmm. And then with the bug squasher, um, we thought like, okay, can we, can we get this information? So with it, we can get your, your page URL, what device you're on. You can uh, take a screenshot, upload a screenshot. You can leave, you can annotate it. So we just a ton of information, including a web console errors. So we keep just adding features to it. Like how, how, how far can we go with this? How much information can we get to help you diagnose the problem without you ever having to actually offer what you think the problem is. So I want to just, I want to uh, talk about how you guys differentiate here, because I imagine that you probably Googled around and found some other things that kind of are in a similar space. Yeah. Why, did, why did you think there was room for the bug squasher in this, in this market? I think there's room because the other ways still, I don't think they're as efficient as the bug squasher. So with the other ways, um, the big one is Jira. That's the grand poppy of them all. That's the one everybody knows. Mm. We know them too. We, we respect them because they've been around. Mm. The difference between us and them is we don't have like all the fluff that they have. Mm. Us is it's super easy to get set up. It's super easy to find this information that you need. You know, it's one line of code you put on your site. And we also don't have those things where it's um, like Jira and other project management systems. They get you on how many users you can have in your platform. We don't have any of that stuff. It's just, everything's just like unlimited, unlimited, unlimited. So mm. we're trying to go that way with the, with the tool. Mm. Um, and so you started using this for your own projects in-house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, so we, we like right from the get go, were you like, this is something that we could spin up as a SaaS and we could sell it to other uh, users or were you just using it internally and went, Hey, this is a good idea. Maybe we should now try and sell this to other users. We were using it internally. First we developed it as a WordPress plugin. Uh -huh. And just to see if people would actually like it, if our clients would actually like it. And um, my business partner was like, I don't know, Kirk, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, let's do it. Let's, we need it. We'll use it. And we, we did end up using it. And then we started using it with our clients and we were getting such a positive response. And for us, it's all about like, what's, what's the next thing we could do for it? So WordPress isn't enough. So we made the Buck Squash were able to work on any framework. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, we were like, if we're going to go to any type of framework, we got to go all the way. How much more can we do for this tool? 
Got it. Um, and so then it just becomes a line of JavaScript that you install on, you know, Shopify or Magento, WordPress. You can put it on any website, right? Yeah, you can put it on any website. You just put the, you put the code on the header. If you're not like really tech savvy, uh, get, definitely get like a developer to help you out. And it's not going to be like an hour job. It's going to be like, okay, it's five minutes. Let me just put it up on here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what's the typical use case? Like when, when does something like this start to get used by yourself and the client? At what point well, in the project? For us, it's part of our onboarding process with our clients. Mm-hmm. So when, when we say we're going to work on your website, we have like milestones. And during these milestones, we specifically say, hey, you're going to have access to where your project's at for the next two weeks or a week, whatever it is. And during that time, you don't have to email me, call me, Skype me. You're going to see the bug squasher. And we, we send them like our own video mm-hmm. where that tells them how to use it. But it's just super easy. Mm-hmm. And so from the very beginning, when we give the project to the client, they're able to use it. And then afterwards, when the site's live, um, there's the ability to white, whitelist IP addresses. Mm-hmm. So we all know like in the perfect world, you never touch a live site. You work mm-hmm. on the development site. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not reality. People don't <laughs> that's not. Yeah, people don't have budgets for that. So it, just, it doesn't happen. Hmm. So one of the solutions we've implemented is you can whitelist IP addresses, which means you can have the bug squasher on a live site. So after your project's live and your client's live and everything's up and running, you don't have to make these changes at midnight or say like, hey, go on here at midnight or whenever your traffic's the lowest. They can, you can just add your client's IP address in the bug squasher and only they'll see the, the bug squasher to report issues. Got it. Um, so how, I'm curious how you educate your clients, A, to use this and B, to manage their expectations around, you know, the kind of things that they should be uh, mentioning in the bug squasher. Like, you know, because uh, I'm imagining my instantly my brain goes to, you know, our, our community of members. I can just hear the conversation now. Someone clicks on the bug squasher and says, hey, we want to add a testimonial section to this page here. I mean, that's not a bug. That's like a new feature. That's how do you manage dope creep within this infrastructure? Yeah. So what you can actually do is you can uh, create tags within the bug squasher. So you can say like, this is um, an example of that. That's a new feature. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to do that, you could be, you could say like, okay, this is a new feature tag. So-and-so take care of it or like a design tag. So-and-so take care of it. So all that stuff would be part of it. Does I don't think it just, we don't just use it for bugs. We do use it for stuff like that where it's like, Hey, let's swap out this image or let's put in this video here. or Let's just talk about this page. So that's how we've been managing it. And what about the conversation with the client? Because there's a mindset difference between a bug that is something that needs to be fixed and should have been fixed in the first place. So they, they don't want to pay for a bug to be fixed. But what about the, the, the difference between that and wanting to add a feature or some functionality to a website, which might be an additional scope and might incur some charges? How do you educate the client around the difference of that? It's you definitely have to tell them in the beginning, like with us, we send them like, uh, we have like an onboarding video that talks about like, what do you, what to expect when you're working with us for the next few months. Mm-hmm. And nice. then afterwards, when the site is live, we say like, we still have these tools. We still have this relationship where we say, Hey, if there's something you want to add, or if there's something you want to change, just use the bug squasher. So we try to, we do, we, we do hear that like in the beginning, like, okay, is this just for bugs? Well, we can use it for anything. It's not, okay. it doesn't have to be limited just for bugs. And Got with it. our clients, we keep them on where it's like, we're not just building your website. We do stuff for you, for you guys afterwards. If that's included in the contract or 
if we have an arrangement. Got it. Um, and just for those that don't know, the bug squasher uh, is a is like a, a like a modal on the actual front end of their website where they can actually put in feedback and leave comments and highlight things that you know are wrong or the things that they want to improve. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they don't for, even need to log into the back end of their website or anything like that. They're just working on the front end of their website and basically annotating it up. Yeah. They would never. They would never. Most likely, they would never log in. Uh, what they would look at or what they might be interested in and what we've seen people ask about are reports. Mm -hmm. So the person who signs up for the bug squasher or lead developer, he can give them a link to the report to say like, here are all your bugs, here's their statuses. Mm -hmm. And then also internally, you have an, we have an internal report for your team. So there's sometimes, I'm sure you know, like there's things you don't want to show the client because it's just not relevant to them and will confuse them. Yeah. So there's two different types of reports you can share. Got it. Um, I'm just looking through some of the, the features here that I think are really worth mentioning. And we do, I don't normally kind of go into like a full feature stacks on a podcast like this, but something that's, that is worth mentioning is the unlimited development URLs for a, a project. So if you've got staging, does that work on subdomains or just subfolders? So it, the way that it works, I want to be make sure I'm specific about it because yeah. uh, people ask about that too. They get excited about it. Um, you have a project domain. So it says like project.trial51.com forward slash, mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever the project is. Mm -hmm. So anything that's under that, it's unlimited. Gotcha. Yeah. And it, but if you have, for instance, um, I want to put this on Facebook, well, that's a new domain. So you'd sure. have to get, you have to get a new token for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the way that we work is we have staging, we have a subdomain. So we have wpelevation.com, which is our live site. We yeah. have a staging environment called staging.wpelevation.com. There you go. So yeah, so anything that has that, you can put it on unlimited staging. Sites. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome um, because we, I mean, one of the things, and you're right, we didn't have the budgets to do this stuff, you know, way back when, but we do now and we have the infrastructure and we have the development team and, and um, we have to go through staging now. Everything that gets deployed to live has to go through staging for testing. Um, so this is really good because then we can test stuff on staging and live site. So you're like, you're living the dream is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> you have the staging site. You're the one who made it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know whether you'd call it living the dream or whether it just is another freaking headache. But anyway, um, <laughs> Um, uh, as many team members as you want, which is great. So I can bring in copywriters and, you know, developers and SEOs and social media people to kind of collaborate on the project, which is good. Um, and what, what, what's, what benefits that part is the, the tagging part of it. So for mm -hmm. us, we have like a designer, a PPC guy, SEO guy, copywriter. So not every ticket is actually like a bug. Some are like what you said, like, it's, is this scope creep? Is this a change mm -hmm. that somebody needs to make? So that's how we do it. It's like, okay, Matt, I need you to change this copyright here. And this is specifically your tags to be looking to, to be managing. Uh, and you can, uh, the, you can, uh, this connects to, and, and the way to connect it with something like Asana or teamwork is just to use the, the email address for uh, the, like the BCC email address for Asana or teamwork so that you can push these things into those projects. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love Podio. Uh -huh. So when we were developing the bug squasher um, as a WordPress plugin, we were like, it needs to connect to Podio. It needs to connect with Podio. And then uh, one of the guys like bought me on the head. It's like, what if we just use the email address? Like, let's just keep everything we do with the bug squasher. So simple in terms mm. of development. It's like, well, that just makes perfect sense. Yeah. So yeah. So if your if your project management system, um, Asana, Podio, any of them has that email address at like Basecamp, any of them, you just put in that email address 
And then when someone reports a bug, it'll be notified. Got it. So you just set that up once and then all bugs get pushed into that, that email address. Yeah. Um, what's the actual platform that you guys have built this on in the, in the back end? Uh, the website's built on Laravel. Oh, and then nice. the, the, the magic behind it all, you'd have to talk to the guys. So gotcha. it is like, it is way above me for that part. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, and so how are you going with the marketing side of this? Cause this is, this is new, right? You've only been doing this a few months. Is that right? Uh, less than a few months. I think we're this week will be month number one where we're officially live. Whoa, dude, that's like really young straight out of the gate. Um, and so what are you doing from a marketing point of view? You were telling me an interesting story uh, off camera about uh, a video that you made, right? Yeah. So um, not far from where I live, there's a target and we, we drive by it, me and my wife. And there's this kid there who's been there for at least like the last month or so. And he sells rap videos. We always see this guy there, he's probably like 16 or something, selling these rap, uh, selling these rap CDs. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw him and we were just going in again. And then uh, it, just, it just hit me. It was like the universe was telling me and I told my wife, I'm going to make a rap video. And she looked at me and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, no, I'm going to make a rap video. And, and then I just told her, I'm like, it would be, imagine if we could make a rap video for the bug squasher. And what our objective is, let's have a ton of fun let's put something out there and let's increase brand awareness. You know, let's not go the traditional route of here are these, here's how this thing works. We do have those videos on YouTube, but this is like just straight up. We, we talked to around 30 rappers, hired one, worked with them on the lyrics and the song. And then we made a video, put it up on YouTube. It's, it's been up for now about a week and a half and has like over 10,000 views. Wow. That's awesome, dude. I'm totally going to link to that in the show notes. Cause that's, I just love it. Uh, and I love the fact that you said, you know, let's have a ton of fun because it's really easy to do kind of the safe kind of boring. This is how the product works and this is why you should sign up. And, uh, but yeah. putting yourself out there and, and creating a bit of fun is, uh, is always a good approach. Um, what else are you doing in terms of trying to, trying to get this into the right hands? So other things we're doing, uh, we've been mentioned in Forbes. We've been in, uh, reaching out to other podcasters, just doing a lot of organic outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big reason why is because I love podcasts. I like, I think they have a lot more lifespan than just like your blog. Yeah. And they also help with like SEO and you can show it to people and put it on the site and add some like uh, more, more value, I think to the site. So stuff like that. Um, we're also doing like PPC stuff. We've tried different marketing channels. Uh, we're exploring doing some radio ads, but we found out it's pretty pricey. So yeah. I don't know if we're going to do that yet, but yeah. we did do some Spotify stuff. So maybe some of your viewers heard us. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we saw some success from that. So that was pretty interesting. That's the first time I ever messed with radio ads or Spotify yeah. ads. Would, would podcast, would podcast sponsorship, we don't do sponsorship here, so I'm not trying to pitch you, but would podcast sponsorship be, I imagine that would be more effective and more targeted for you guys than radio ads. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like, I think, I think we could get some value out of that. I think uh, we're definitely open to it and we're, when we reach out to people, we ask them like a bunch of questions. If they'll interview us, if they want to try it, make a video, if they have sponsorships. So it's uh, um, not everybody's as cool as you. So it's hard to get people to message us back and be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah because you just cold emailed me, right? You're just like, hey, man, I listen to the podcast. I'd like to be a guest. This is what we're doing. And, yeah. uh, and the truth is, like, as a host of a podcast and a content creator, I'm always looking for good talent to be guests, right? It's, 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 
you know, it's always tricky to find people where the, the schedule lines up and they've got something interesting to say and it's specifically related to my audience. And so you just cold emailed me and uh, I responded and said, hey, yeah, I like to look at this. Uh, let's do it. And then the first time we tried to do it a couple of weeks ago, my internet died here in the office and I had technical yeah. problems bombed out. And then I went to the Philippines to hang out with the team for a week. And so you've been very patient in, uh, you know, getting on here. And I do thank you for that. Um, but a lot of people just would not do that cold outreach because they think that they'd be kind of annoying people or it would be a bit spammy. Yeah, what we've noticed is some people do hate it. Some people have been like, please never email again, anybody. <laughs> so we have gotten emails like that where I'm like, oh, wow. But we have gotten like a lot of people who have been really, really nice and been really supportive and been like, well, maybe we could do something in the future or maybe now's not the right time or maybe in a couple of weeks, let's schedule it. So yeah, I, de I definitely, from a marketing standpoint, uh, we recommend podcasts to our clients all the time. Uh, it is uncomfortable though it's kind of like okay for some people you have to be okay it's weird you talk to people every day mm. and then when you say like be on a podcast some of our clients are like whoa whoa you want me to talk to somebody on a podcast yeah we like, do this every day yeah yeah so so not everybody's like for that idea uh i think it's like a great channel and it's gonna it is huge like people listen to podcasts so and it's only yeah. going to be bigger yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, cool. Hey, I just want to touch base um, before we wrap up. I just want to touch base on the pricing of Bug Squash because obviously it's something that people are going to be uh, curious about. Explain your pricing model uh, to me here. Yeah, we have three pricing plans. It starts at $29.99 a month and then it goes up to $99.99 a month. All of them come with the same solution. So you get access to the reports, unlimited dev sites, unlimited teams. The only difference is how many bugs you can report. So... And I forget, because I don't have it in front of me, but I forget how much the first plan is. You it's right 100. There. It's 100. 100 bugs for $29.99 a month, 220 bugs for $59.99 a month, and then 320 bugs for $99.99 a month. And, and this is per project, right? So if I'm working on, um, is that right? This is if I'm working on a client project uh, and they're reporting less than 100 bugs a month, it's $29.99 a month, yeah? Right, right. And then if I, what if I, like, what, what happens? Because I'm, I'm just trying to preempt some of the questions that I'm going to get from our listeners. What happens if I'm growing and I'm an agency and then I've got like 20 clients on care plans and they're all reporting less than 100 bucks a month? That means I've got one of these accounts for each client or do I manage all of that in one account and I've got, just got different projects set up? Is that the way it works? Yeah, like when you log in, you'll have different projects you can pick from and different, you can, you can segment it to the different websites that you're working on. Got it. Uh, but the plan, like those hundred bugs is per project. Yeah. Right. right. Got it. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Good. Good. Um, dude, this is very, uh, exciting. Uh, it looks so clean and so simple. And I know that's your value proposition is that it's just really simple and easy to get started here. Uh, which is, which is good because I've used a couple of these things in the past and they are, you know, there is a lot of bloat and a lot of complication, a lot of stuff going on that you don't need. So this looks like a very elegant, very simple solution. Um, I'm very curious to see how you grow this and how it changes and how it evolves as more people start to use it. What's your process at the moment for getting user feedback from your users and, and how do you decide then what to do with that feedback? Um, so what we've been doing is just emailing them. So we're, we're still a small team and we're still lucky enough to talk to our customers. <laughs> so we're letting people just use it, try it out, people are buying it. And then we just email them and say, like, do you like it? What don't you like about it? What do you want to see? Uh, we're totally 100% open to feedback. There's no egos here. We want it to be the best platform out there. So you have to be open to feedback. 
So yeah. we're completely aware about that. So maybe the bug squasher has bugs or what people think are bugs. So we definitely want to hear about it and uh, make it like the best tool out there. Um, one of the things that actually that we're going to be uh, implementing in the not too distant future is uh, we, were, we were talking to a client of ours and he's used the bug squasher. He likes it. And we were just joking about like, okay, the, the point of bug squasher is to streamline communication, keep things easier. And he told me, he's like, you know, Kirk, this is pretty simple. I can take a screenshot and send you a bug. It's simple, but I wish it was simpler. And, and so I just made the joke. I was like, the only way I can make it simpler is if I could record you. And we kind of just laughed and we just had this look and it was like, why don't we do that? So right now we're working on a Chrome extension where the user will be able to record the bug and just record like, hey, um, this is what's going on with my website. Can you fix it? And they'll have that video inside the bug squasher. Wow. So just making it just that much more easier. And the prices aren't going to change. It's going to be included in all the packages. But I think people, I think specifically um, older clients who aren't too tech savvy, who still might be like, oh, I don't know. I think they'll find that really a, a great add-on for them. Mm, nice. Uh, your picture tells a thousand words and a video tells a thousand pictures, right? Is that the saying? Yeah, there you go. You can have that one. No, it's not <laughs> that. You, you can have that one. That's a gift. Uh, you can have that one. I expect to see that as a tagline when you release that new feature. Uh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing how this unrolls. And I'm also looking forward to the feedback from our audience because I know that a bunch of our audience are going to come and check this out and take it for a spin. Uh, where can um, people reach out to you uh, and where can people start to use the bug squasher? So if you want to check out the bug squasher, go to thebugsquasher.com. Uh, you can check out the platform. If you go to the bottom, you can find our YouTube links and check out the videos, check out the wrap video. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, it's super easy. Like I said, we're not a big team. So you can just hit the contact tab on top and say, hey, this message is for Kirk. The guys will assign me the ticket. They'll be like, Kirk, this is for you. So we still do that. And if you, if you want to sign up for it too, um, use the promo code WP20, capital W, and it'll be 20% uh, off. Cool. Perfect. That's capital W, lowercase P. Yeah. And the number 20. 20. And the number yeah. 20 for 20% off. That's awesome. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Uh, and we'll uh, push that out in the show notes and the email that goes out with this podcast as well. Uh, that's awesome. Hey, Kirk, thank you for your patience in, in uh, you know, putting up with our failure last time where my technology didn't work. And I really appreciate you being on the, the show here. And I wish you all the best for the future of the Bug Squasher. Thanks so much. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Everything we spoke about in the episode will be in the show notes at wpelevation.com slash Kirk Dace, K-I-R-K-D-E-I-S. K-I-R-K-D-E-I-S. And uh, again, that code to get 20% off the Bug Squasher is capital W, lowercase p, two zero. Capital W, lowercase p, two zero. Get on over to thebugsquasher.com. Enter that code and start taking it for a spin at 20% off. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Just go to wpelevation.com slash iTunes. It really does help us come up in the search results and it helps give us feedback on how we can improve the show for you guys. And if you'd like to uh, follow us on Stitcher, if you're on an Android device and you don't have iTunes, then go to wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. We also put out a weekly show on Facebook. It's a live stream video show. We have a lot of fun. We uh, teach you some stuff. We have a bit of a laugh. Uh, that is called Silence is Golden. And you can find that at wpelevation.com slash Facebook. 
and the recordings are also put up onto YouTube along with our how-to tutorial videos and the podcast episode. And of course, that is at wpelevation.com slash YouTube. So like us, comment, share, follow us on the socials, leave us some feedback, tell us what you want to learn next and, um, and uh, what we're doing right and what you think we could improve. We are very open to feedback and we love to learn from our audience. So I look forward to seeing you again on the, on the podcast again very soon. Until then, my name is Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.